Hello, 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 hello to the denizen of downloaders sampling this broadcast via the means of the podcast, a gold-coloured ticket for a return transatlantic journey via the QE2 is on its way to each and every one of you. Enjoy. And your journey to the new world is quite timely because the theme of this week's show is Are You Newish? With Canada Day and the 4th of July taking place this week, it seems a fitting time to discuss, celebrate and examine the glories of the new world, or shall I say, the newish world. From sharing the little differences to bigging up all that we love about our cousins on the other side of the pond. Dig out your sparklers, put lashings of maple syrup over everything you'll eat and drink today. This is the Dukey Radio Show. Hey, are you newish? All of London, even the handbags, are swinging to the sides of the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show does not broadcast on a frequency that exists. However, it's available for download every Monday if you're up for it. And oh, heads up, you are. Who is this guy? He sounds like an asshole. With me to discuss all things new and indeed newish, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, Sylvia. Hello, Dookie, and all lovely Dookie listeners. And Marsha MacDonald, greetings and indeed salutations. Yeah, greetings and all that crap. You sound a little bit down. Yeah, and your your dog's here. I just want to point this out in the studio. I don't know why she's always hanging around, but she is. Uh, she she lo- is a co-producer, Marsha. Uh, she looks like she's half dead. It's hot outside. Ah, yeah, right. She's had a very long walk today and, ah. and a cycle as well. What, are you trying to kill her? No. Okay. Sorry. Nice. Trying yeah. to keep her yeah, fit. Yeah, you know, I'm having a bad week, Dookie. Trying to keep myself fit. Why have you had a bad yeah, week? You know, yeah, I'm sure you know, and all of your listeners know, those days or those weeks where, you know, nothing's like going too wrong. You know, we're not, you know, we're like bordering on third world problems here or anything. You know, it's just everything's an irritation. You know, you have one of those weeks. I'm having one of those weeks. Everything's irritating. Have you had a catalogue of misfortune? It's just a catalogue. Not even misfortune. It's just like, you know, it's like wearing a wool sweater. You know, everything's just like irritating. And, you know, maybe it's a hormonal thing, you know, but, uh, yeah, uh, could be better. Yeah, could definitely be better. I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully, Sylvia... Myself and Molly the Sproggy, the co-producer and canine contingent of this group, will cheer you up. Dookie? Yes? I think we're thinking up. Oh. Yeah. Except Sylvia, you know, she's a lot nicer than me, just generally anyway. So the hormones, I don't know, Sylv, you just seem to get nicer. Whereas me, I'm like, I don't know, I've gained like 10 pounds in water weight. Uh, I'm eating my body weight and M&M's and cheese. And, you know, it's crazy. But, you know, Sylvia, you just get nicer. 
I don't know. I don't know about that. But no, it doesn't seem to affect me so badly. But I know that Dookie wanted to know if we were thinking up. And Dookie, I think we are. I believe I asked that only a few weeks ago. Yes. So this is quite it's an quite, amazing bit of bonding it, that you've a, done. I'm not saying it's an exact thinking. I'm just saying we're starting to overlap. You're getting a little bit closer to each other. Yes, So, which is good because it just means that, our, you know, a couple of weeks out of the month, the whole house is filled with chocolate and cheese. Indeed. It's fabulous. You will both quite literally be getting this bloody stuff out of the way together. Yeah, that's funny. So we're talking about what? New crap? Indeed. This show is going out in between Canada Day, which takes place every year on the 1st of July, and the American celebratory day of independence for Americans. For us here in the UK... We lament at it. We would like you to come back. Anyway, the 4th of July, which is celebrated on the 4th of July each and every year in the United States. And that's in America. <gasps> Dookie. You know what it makes me think of, Dookie? What is that? It makes me think of national anthems. And you want to know something that I read this morning that I thought was really, really funny? To do with national anthems. Is it okay if I kind of stretch the boundaries of the conversation here to include national anthems? I think it's quite timely. The World Cup is still on, and before each match we have to hear many, many a national anthem that could have used some rewriting. And when, you know, Marcia, you know about this, that when you're growing up in the States, you learn the national anthem before you even learn to walk. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's... You know, you just learn it and you sing it all the time in school. So what I read this morning made me laugh. When President Reagan visited Austria, he was at a do where they started singing Idlewife, you know, from The Sound of Music. Mm. And he had been sitting, eating something or drinking something, and he heard the song, leapt to his feet, clapped his hand over his heart, and stood solemnly staring out into the distance, believing that he was honoring their national anthem, which is not definitely not Idlewife. Right. Bless him. And that made me laugh. I thought that was very, very funny. I suppose... Yeah, he was a kook. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. There you go, an old impression yeah, that's, that's that uh, people around the world uh, have not done for years, <laughs> and for very good reason. It's very Saturday Night Live of you, Dookie. Indeed. It's, it's uh, certainly scraping the bottom of the American presidential barrel. The one thing about national anthems is it's kind of a bit of a strange Masonic handshake as to how they get decided and how they're allowed to remain in situ. I don't understand what you mean. What, do you, what does that mean? Well, for instance. Yeah, I need a for instance. The Star Spangled Banner. That yeah. is the name of the American National Anthem. Yeah, very good. Now, all you need to do is Google its origins. And it's not particularly a very independent American song. Its roots are quite... British. Yeah. And you would think after all these years, and it's a fine piece of composition, difficult to sing, it, it has bravado, it has all kinds of oomph that you would associate with the stars and stripes of that particular country. But don't you think that maybe a little bit of a revamp might be in order and maybe something that is genuinely homegrown American? Because to me, it sounds exactly like, you know, the British anthem. You know, like these things are steeped in tradition and I don't know, you know, unless I guess kind of like in in America and the United States. Yeah, that's the official national anthem. That's the one that gets dragged out, you know, but. Really? You have an unofficial national anthem, which is like the baseball song? You know that one? Would take me out to the ball Yeah, game. that one. Yeah, so, you know, like, the Star Spangled Banner, it's there, it's never going to go away. But, you know, if you're thinking about a revamp, you really think, take me out to the ball game. Don't you? That's the one. 
maybe we should all agree to stand up and place our hands on our hearts when they play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Because that just says America all over it. But using that argument... Yeah. Ronald Reagan probably was justified in standing up and putting hand on heart when Idlevice was being played yeah, in, in yeah, Austria. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Maybe we shouldn't laugh at the guy. Maybe we should say, you know, who who of us could name the Aust- or sing the Austrian national anthem? But we all know Idlevice, right? Mm. So it's kind of like their unofficial, unofficial, unofficial national anthem. With Canada. There is yeah. O Canada. In a way, wouldn't there be a, a better song for that particular country which... Dookie. Yes. Uh, yes. If I could just butt in, and I'm very sorry for interrupting you. For me, and I don't mean this in a mean way because I've been to Canada and I think it's fabulous. For me, every time I think about Canada, like you, you guys are saying about unofficial anthems... I think of the South Park Blame Canada. So I think that, that maybe they should adopt that as like a tongue-in-cheek, unofficial, you know, country national anthem, that Blame Canada. Canada probably gets mentioned in that song more, more times well, than in the actual Canadian national anthem. Exactly. And it's fun and it's catchy and, you know, and it shows that the, Canada, the Canadians... The Canadians are very good at... Those damn Canadians, if they come over the border <laughs> taking our jobs... Sorry, I'm mixing them up with, uh, with, with the Lithuanians. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to mention another nationality? Uh, I, I did. Ha! Ha! So, maybe... See, because they're very good at taking the mickey out of themselves. So, which, to be fair to Americans like Marcia and ourselves, not so much... Americans are very many uh, varied, wonderful, wonderful things. The ability to take the Mickey out of ourselves and our Americanness doesn't feature high on that list. Many wonderful things, just not so willing to, you know, laugh at their Americanness. Whereas the Canadians seem to be more like the British seem to be very willing to laugh at their, you know, their 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 quirks and their eccentricities. Absolutely. Now, I don't want our Antipodean listeners to feel left yes. out. After yes. all, they are part of the new world as well. But the newish in, are you newish? Theme of this week's show really is about the celebration of Canada Day... And the 4th of July in tandem. Yes. Which I think is a, a wonderful thing. I'll just big up... I could big up some music from the new land of Australia land. Hit me! That, the, now, I believe that she's the daughter of the Men at Work guy. Which... Remember, we are talking about Shia, I believe. Shia or Spelled Saya. A- I can't... I. I'm one of her biggest fans, and I don't know how to pronounce her name, which is shameful. But she's from there, and I think her music is amazing. And what I just learned today, again, I'm learning loads today, was that she wrote Rihanna's song, Diamonds. So I think Australia should be celebrating her hugely, even though she doesn't wish to be seen in public anymore. And she's now wearing a paper bag on her head. I did that for a while when I was a student. I did you? walked around the many streets of London in the West End with a bag over my head, drinking a McDonald's milkshake. It takes a long while to get through a milkshake. It's pretty much ice cream. So wow. it, it, um And with the straw going through wow. a little hole, which I, I put to enable drinking to take place. Wow. And I wandered around saying... Hello, I am Bagman. And I had loads of random people wanting to shake my hand and pat me on the back and wow. ask me why the fuck I was doing that. You know, Dookie, I didn't have an answer to it. That's... You didn't get arrested? No. Or, you know, not arrested, but, you know, I might think about this guy needs to be, you know, have the big 5150 slapped on him. What do you call it over here? Sectioning. Sectioning. He needs a good sectioning, maybe. But you didn't get that? 
No. It, wow. It may have been the McDonald's milkshake. There are other places you can purchase milkshakes from, and indeed other beverages. Wow. But uh, and no, it brought no issue up the from the police. Best in Londoners. It was very nice. People were quite pleasant, and wow. it felt like a holiday away from myself. Dookie, can I uh, say something here? Because I've I've mentioned that I'm a little irritable this week. And this this does tie in with the national, you know, the new lands theme, right? Can I tell you the one thing that cheered me up beyond anything this week? Hit me. The Robin Thicke Q&A on Twitter made me hoot. Actually, we were hooting, weren't we, Sylvia? Oh, it, the dookie was fantastic. And... I believe Robin Thicke was born in the U.S. to a very Canadian father. So, in a way, the perfect person to be discussing the incredibly public midlife crisis of. Dookie, I... Because you know what made me think of it when you said, you know, it brought out the best in people, you know, because you're wandering around with a paper bag on your head like a freak. And you would think that in London especially, or any big city, that that would bring you in for, you know, uh, punching people were pleasant but you know like you can talk about the internet being like this big you know all right it's nothing but porn and trolls and all this stuff that robin thick chaos thing debacle brought out the best of the internet it showed everybody was so witty and funny and i was i just found it a hoot and a holler there are some amazing comedy writers who don't realize that they have this amazing skill at their fingertips. It was fantastic. And it wasn't people trolling or, or, you know, being horrible. It was just people being, you know, witty and, wow, made me laugh. Uh, Best thing that happened all week. Were there any questions posed to his royal thickness, which (laughs) particularly grabbed you? Yeah, I like the one that's uh, on a scale of R. Kelly to Phil Spector. How do you think you're going to get your wife back? That was pretty funny. Uh, I like uh, if your music is played in a forest and there's no one around to hear it, is it still misogynist and gross? Uh, That was pretty funny. Uh, I really like the idea that when you said his royal sickness, the three of us giggled. Because in this country, his last name means stupid. True, so yes. If he well, could, you a bit thick? Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. God, I want to get her back. So I find that amusing that his last name in itself is very descriptive of some of the actions that he has taken along the way in his career. So it was a hoot and a holler. It was very, very funny. I remember coming across an interview with his father, Alan Thicke, a television personality from the 80s Growing and 90s. Pains. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Yes. That's the show that he I was I never on. watched it, but I know of its existence. He was being interviewed about his musical career. Yes. And he discussed that as a young lad in Canada, and that's in North America that he wanted to be Canada's answer to Bruce Springsteen. Bless him. Which... Bless him. That's, that's, that's setting your sights very high, in my humble opinion. Which, in a way, Bruce Coburn, or do they call him Cockburn over there, has succeeded in doing to a certain extent. But back to the his main goal. Yes. I can find an immediate fault with this goal. Yes. And in a way, it celebrates the best of those two countries, the US and Canada. Yes. Bruce Springsteen. I've been outside his home, by the way. Ah, that's pretty cool. Myself and my bandmates were loitering with intent Ah. outside of his house. Ah, did did he make an appearance? The boss was... In town. Yeah. However, he was not around. Or yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he may that have been cool. on the phone ringing up the local filth, old Bill, Fuzz, whatever they call them the over cops. there in New Jersey. The, the cops. cops. Yeah. 
and his Springsteen-shaped self was on the phone ringing up the local cops, complaining about the fact that there were strange limeys staring at his home. Anyway, when I think about Bruce Springsteen and the 4th of July, one track which, strangely enough, sounds like it should be quite patriotic but isn't is... Born to Run. No. Uh, You're nearly right. Uh, the Born... The Born is well, in the born title. Born in the USA, duh. Born in the USA, oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I had a little bit of a brain poot there. I feel that Born to Run also... To me, that's iconic. Absolutely. Yes, iconic Brucey. One of the 500 phenomenal Bruce Springsteen songs. He's fabulous. But you know the first line in Born in the USA? Uh, Which is Born in the USA. No, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. No, isn't it? You know, born down in a dead Uh, end town. Okay, yeah. First kick I took is when I hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. And we're a Canadian of working class bent to write something similar or to write something which epitomised being born in Canada A. Did you see what I did there? I see what you did there. It's clever. It is clever. We we appreciate you. I think it would be something different. It would be something, well, that had the voice of Neil Young, who I love, by the way. Neil Young is all kinds of awesome. And an awesome Canadian. Lives in California. So a man that also also epitomises this week's show. Yeah. But I could I could hear him doing something along the lines of Born here in a pleasant land. Toronto beaches is where I can get a suntan. That's pretty good, Dookie. Maybe you should maybe you should go to the Toronto mayor. Now that rather large gentleman, I'm wondering whether he's still mayor because I think he's probably not. We have uh, disowned him here, and we'd appreciate it if uh, okay, you sorry. guys didn't uh, I don't talk want to offend him. anyone, but you could go to him, and because I think he's probably feeling a bit vulnerable right now, and he might need some cheering up. Or as high as a guy. Or, yeah, no, I do believe that he is finding a pathway through his difficulties, but... You could go and you could cheer. Finding a pathway through his difficulties. Yes. Is this a new, a new euphemism <laughs> for dealing with addiction? It's my euphemism, Dookie, for dealing with his troubles. He's finding a pathway from one bar to the next. He's a, he's a troubled I've got a machete. Man. I will find it. So I think you need to cheer him up with the possibility of a new Toronto, anyway, maybe not Canadian, but Toronto album. There are other Anthem. Canadian cities. There are other Canadian cities. Manitoba, for instance. No, that's a province. Oh, sorry. See, I'm hopeless. You could go to him and you could say, Mr. Ford, I have an idea for you and your lovely, lovely city that might do wonders. And you could do that whole thing. I yeah. could sing that song about being born in a pleasant land and how on Toronto beaches I can get a yeah, suntan. And, and why not? Why not, Dookie? Can I butt in with something? Yes, Marsha. You know, when I think about North America and particularly Bruce Springsteen, you want to know what I think about? Nils Lofgren, the guitarist, perhaps. Mm, yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, Headbands, I, uh, right. denim, uh, denim, denim, denim. Yeah. Oh, I got there in the end. I think about denim, and you know, Sylvia, you're really good with your little tidbits, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you another one. Do you know that it's a thing these days for people to not wash their jeans, and instead, what they do is put them in the freezer. So they freeze the filth. Yeah, and so- I'm thinking. Come on, people! This can't be good! I could see that you... If you were into this practice... Yeah. That you would serve us... You know, serve up, let's say, some drinks. And you use ice cubes from your freezer. Yeah. And you make a, a vodka tonic, for instance. For, yeah. For you, Sylvia. And you have a sip and... Oh, Dookie, that's a little icky. This tastes of old genes. Yeah, you know, I think you know. I don't know anything about biology. I'm just thinking if you, you, you surely there's some bacteria that in the freezer will go dormant, right? But not necessarily die. And then you get the genes out, thaw them out, stick them on your hot, sweaty, you know, crotch area, 
and warm them all back up again. And hey, you know, it's it's party, party time for the Jeremy Jeremys. You get me? So if it's possible yeah. that extreme cold yeah. can neutralize nasty niffs, and I know that you are both a big yeah. fan of the word yeah. niff. Yeah, and I'm loving it. What we might have to do is to go to all of the, shall we say, alternative lifestyle communes in and around North America and yeah. give free tickets to remote places no. in the cold no. to enable cleansing no, to take place. Dookie. Alaska or Baffin Island, for instance. You you don't... You, the thing is, is that it's not a new agey thing. It's, it, it's, it's... Everyone's doing it. Like, I was reading this article about this guy. He's like some... I don't know. He's like a stylist or a fashion designer. It's so cool. You know, and, or he's a sartorialist, you know. He it mu- sucks it all in. You look so much skinnier. And, and he says... He doesn't wash his jeans. He just puts them in the freezer. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Put them through a cold wash. You know, I don't like my jeans shrinking. I don't like them, you know, you don't want all the color to run out. Put them on a cold wash with some detergent. You know, you're going to stink, people. (laughs) You know, what... Am I alone in this? I have no, to say, I, I feel it, it's a bit weird, it's Sylvia. A, it's a, it's, it's, it sounds a little icky. It sounds a little icky. You know, I, I don't mind going a few days with, you know, you, because that's what the underwear is for, right? And you get your jeans into a nice, comfy kind of zone where you you like that. It's like wearing gym jams. But there does come a point where you have to force yourself to shove them in the washing machine. Listen, those jeans are gonna walk themselves. Let's stick them in the freezer now. Prano. Yeah, I don't... I, You know, I've heard of that for, like, killing moths, you know, but not for, you know, like, instead of washing our clothes. So anyway, that's a new thing, and it's a jeans thing, and when I... You know, when you think of the United States, especially, you think of jeans, right? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. That's my little tidbit from the week. I reckon I need to go uh, put some jeans in the freezer. Do you want a, a drink? Yeah, no ice. Facebook. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page. The find it will not take an age. Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Please do not do the screamies. We are only here to explore the scintillating situations happening in your city. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Scintillating Situations in Your City. Sylvia, what have you got in store for us this week? Dookie, we're doing two things this week. We're Firstly, we're going to go to Germany. And secondly, we're going to go to Norfolk. Norfolk and Germany. Yes, and you can see that I have, after all of these years in living in this country, still have a terrible, terrible time pronouncing Norfolk. There's no fucking way you should have a problem with that. Well, see, I really want to say say Norfolk, because that's how it's spelled. But the Brits say Norfolk, which to me is difficult, especially in front of people who I'm wishing terribly not to offend. Oh, 
It's difficult. So, but can you say most it for discussions me? about East Anglia are controversial by their very nature? Yes. Well, should we come to that in a minute? Absolutely. Should we talk about Norfolkian stereotypes when we get there? But first, I'd like to talk about Germany. Dookie, a we, place with no negative stereotypes No negative whatsoever. stereotypes about Germany whatsoever. And we're going to a place called Hameln in Germany. H-A-M-E-L-N. Hameln. Not like Harry Hamlin. Not like Hamlin. But Hameln. A very wooden actor who has recently appeared in <laughs> Mad Men. Was a very good-looking man. First time I saw the very chair-like, or sometimes table-like acting of Harry Hamlin would have been in L.A. Law, or La Law, as it was called here in the UK. No, it wasn't. And he seems a competent actor. On Mad Men, perhaps it's the direction, perhaps he's trying to evoke the boiled-in-the-bag nature of senior advertising executives in that era but he, he's a touch wooden a gay, a very good looking man and he was he's good very, on La Lord he's very attractive, he's yes. very attractive. So, but this is not his town this town is Hameln in Germany and Dookie I know I often do like festivals or happenings but I came across this and I thought I've never heard of it and it sounds fabulous it's the Hameln Wedding House or should I try to pronounce this? Go for it Hochzeithaus. Ooh. Hochzeithaus. Ooh, it's the language of love. It's a, it's a beautiful language. So, and do you want to know what it is, Dookie? It is a beautiful house where three times a day at 105, 335, and 535, the, they reenact the story of the Pied Piper. Right, okay, that's quite a pleasant event happening, as you called it, which and brings the little kid out in all of us. Well, the thing, the way that I happened upon it, it was I was just reading something in the news, and they made a reference, like, they were using the Pied Piper as an analogy. And I thought to myself, I don't really know what they're trying to say there. I mean, obviously I know about the Pied Piper, like this guy played his pipe and all the rats followed him out of town i knew that right but it didn't make sense in this analogy so i had to google the pied piper story what i didn't know did you know this about the pied piper story so the pied piper promises to get rid of all the rats in the city because they're bringing the plague right so he plays his pipe and all the rats follow him down to wherever and they disappear or they drown or something Right? Mm. And the people of the town are very ungrateful. So what the Pied Piper does is because he gets upset at their lack of gratitude is that he plays his pipe again and all the children follow him and all the children disappear. Right. So, you know, it's one of those German fairy tales that has a little bit of gruesomeness to it. It certainly does. A little bit timely in light of recent news regarding certain entertainers here in the UK, we will say no more. We'll say no more, and I'm wondering whether in the United States, well, whether that would have made news at all, because I don't think that that particular person of whom we're speaking was known at all in the States. I know he was known in a certain country that has been mentioned earlier in this show, and he was certainly known here... But do you think he would have known, would have been known in the United States? Because I don't think he would have. I don't think so. No. no. So if there's any Americans listening, somebody's got themselves into a whole heap of poo-poo, and very rightfully so, and he's going down. So they reenact the Pied Piper story three times a day, Right. Now, how they do Like that, clockwork at very like, specific yes, times. very specific, which is that German stereotype, isn't it? It's, and the house itself looks beautiful. And the thing that I really like about it as well is that in this house on the second floor in what was called the Great Hall, the discoverer of morphine used to work. And I like the discoverer of morphine, because I think morphine is a very nice thing. Uh, he was a pain in the ass, not after he invented stuff. Do you want to know his name? 
hit me. Friedrich Wilhelm Thurturner, discoverer of morphine. Because the reason he's so amazing is because he invented or he discovered morphine and who doesn't need a some fizzy good after a long evening if you know what i mean and fizzy good in this country has a morphine constituent in it indeed thanks to his work mr saturner yes people who have hangovers can get through the next day yes. unhindered by the nastiness associated with the poison known as alcohol and it goes without saying that morphine is invaluable in the medical world in operations it is a, a tremendous pain killer and you know what else dookie what is that in the united states you're not able to get codeine like you can over here so over here you can get fizzy good with codeine in it over the counter which is a beautiful thing in my opinion in the states codeine is prescription only but did you have you heard of something called scissorp no do you want to know what scissorp is i have a feeling i'm going to love it well i'm not condoning this it's just that it's kind of a big deal scissorp is getting your hands on cough syrup that has codeine in it and mixing it with soda you are and turning you're you turning a cold remedy yes into a drink into don't try it at home kids. right yes so i find that interesting because i think it sounds disgusting and i just think that we're very lucky in this country to be able to get codeine over the counter especially you know for those headachey mornings where you've just imbibed perhaps a bit too much the evening before i remember being on tour stateside and i was under the weather and being under the weather when you are singing in a band makes the whole tour a little bit tricky yeah. and i had a nasty cough and sleeping was a bit tricky and a local person recommended nyquil yes that stuff will on the Big Bang Theory, Raj uses it to get drunk on so he can talk to girls. I believe it has 40 proof alcohol or something near enough that strength. And mixed with all the other chemical goodness, it's a, an absolute cocktail for some well. very strange dreams. And I was hungover, but it knocked me out. And then some. I think that you should come over to mine and Marsha's house and we'll get our hands on some NyQuil and some soda water and we'll party. It sounds like a plan. So dookie. The Pied Piper story. So this is in the form of a glockenspiel, which is a word which I particularly enjoy saying, glockenspiel. Now we went to see a band called Eels. Yes, earlier you in very the week. kindly got us free tickets. At the Royal Abbot Hall. Yes. And Mark Everett. Yes. A man who is the only original member of, of Eels. In fact, there are some people that consider him to be the Eels. Yes. He referred to his percussionist, who not only played the drums, but an assortment of very, very exciting percussion instruments. So he did. Timpani and bells and... All sorts of stuff, yeah. including a glockenspiel. He, they were such talented. Which, yeah. which Mark Everett from the Eels referred to as a rockenspiel. <gasps> he did. He's very funny. You wouldn't think it to listen to his music and to look at maybe some of the more doer photographs of him. He's very, very funny. He could do stand-up. Absolutely. Very, very witty. Very dry sense very of humour. And he had the Royal Abbot Hall eating out of his He hand. certainly did. And Dookie, so this glockenspiel, you know it's one of those little clocks like a cuckoo clock or presumably a big clock because it's in town. It opens up three times a day and it plays a lovely, lovely tune 
and the window opens and then these uh, figures come out and they're reenacting the Pied Piper of Hamelin's story. And uh, doesn't that just sound marvelous? So you're getting a couple of bangs for your buck there. You're seeing the Pied Piper of Hamelin being played out, but you're also seeing the building where morphine was discovered. I think that's fabulous. You can reenact the children's stories of your youth yes. and contemplate ways in which you can get hammered and yes. have respite from it the following day all in the same place where it all originated. I like that. So, Dookie, should we go to... And that's open all year long. It's, it's you know, it's not something we all have to rush to go out to. It's there. It's in Germany. I think we should go. But for now, we're going to Norfolk. Now, if people aren't from the UK, they need to know stereotypes about Norfolk. Do they not? Yes. And they're not nice stereotypes, are they? No. No. Stereotypes seldom are. Yes, that is true. True, yes. So, people need to know that the stereotypes of Norfolk is, is overall, is that they're a bit backward. Is that a kind enough way of putting that? Yes. They're a little backward. There's they're also like... a bit of an inbred yes. element which gets picked up. And so phrases if... like, yo, give me six. Yes, that's funny. High six, that or kind not of funny, thing. Depending on your viewpoint. So if we're talking about the new world, I guess the equivalent to this in the new world in the United States would be like in Kentucky where the stereotype might be you know people who play the jug and the washboard you know that's a Norfolk has that same type of flavor or in Louisiana bayou people yeah bayou people yes thank you where you know where I'm from we call them mountain people mountain people yes so it's that kind of stereotype but Norfolk is a beautiful place like like Louisiana is a beautiful place Kentucky is a beautiful place this month on the 19th of July, so there's a bit of time to prepare, we're going to the World Snail Racing Championships. Right. Strap yourself in, folks, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. You're in for the ride of your life. It's the Snail Racing Championships. You might be thinking, and this is their strap line from their advert, so don't blame me, okay? Don't blame me for this. You may be thinking, nor fucking way am I going to watch Snails Race. Is that the genuine strapline? That's one of their in the... Uh, see, I'm, I'm reading off paper. It's not all about the internet these days. I like a bit of paper now and again. I'm reading off paper, and that's their advert. You can enter your own snail in this and attempt to beat the two-minute record for completing a 13-inch course. Right. That, all right, Dookie, I could just tell that you're overwhelmed with the excitement of this. Your face has gone completely blank. I... With the excitement. This is because, because you're so overwhelmed. I'm speechless, absolutely. You're speechless with excitement. And afterwards, they've arranged a snail bake so that you can eat the competitors. No, 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 they're just joking. All right, so the escargot reference. No escargot. But if Just you do joke. want escargot, then you can go... What they have recommended is a French place in Soho called Lescargot. So if, if eating snails is your thing, then you could do that as well, or instead of. So, it's the snail racing... You know what I like about this? The fact that it says the World Snail Racing Championships. Indeed, I wonder if there's somebody in New Zealand who's really pissed off who has been doing well, an yeah. event like this for years and they've just heard about this and it just seems very, very egocentric and, and the next thing you know, the Queen's no longer on the money there all because of this big-headed Norfolk 
nastiness. You know, it's funny because you don't normally see stuff like that in this country. Because, like, in the United States, you see, you know, the world's best or the best in America or the finest in the world. The best or the chicken world. in the whole goddamn yeah. world. Over here, it always makes me giggle slightly because you see advertisements for, like, restaurants and stuff that say, oh, the best cocktails in southeast London. You know, they're not going to go out on a limb and say the best cocktails in London or even in England or the UK. They're just going to kind of confine it to their neighborhood. They don't want to, you know, big up themselves too much. It's a bit like the World Series in the Americas, which is limited in terms of the number of countries taking part. Exactly. So for the Brits to call it the World Snail Racing Championship, I think that they are really bigging it up there so it must be a pretty big deal absolutely and does this take place in norfolk proper it's it is norfolk proper if i'm saying that properly it's i guess it's near king's lynn it's in a place called grimston i don't know if you know that but only in england would you find a town called grimston so that's where it is. So I know Norfolk is quite a big county, is it not? It certainly is, yes. yes. So I guess your nearest train is Kings Lynn, which is only an hour and 40 from Kings Cross Station here in lovely London town. And I guess how you get there from there, I have no idea. But, you know, it's the World Snail Racing Championships, and I think we should all go, go, go. The 19th of July, I'm there. And you know what I'm going to say, Dookie? Because you know whenever these type of things come up, what is my main concern? Food. No, Dookie. You know me better than that. The potential cruelty. Yes. Yes. The welfare of the competitors. Which, in a way, I was saying. Well, yes, to some people, I suppose they are food. Mm. So what I would really love to see, if if I go along to this, what I would really, really love to see is like the snails, you know, back in the in the back of the scene, you know, wearing the little jackets that, you know, to keep them warm and, you know, maybe having strapping on a nose bag to eat whatever snails eat. You know, maybe they've got some nice grass blades going on. You know, that's what I'd like to see. You know, maybe getting a massage, maybe having their, their shelves oiled, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do a little bit of slime dancing, perhaps. Oh, slime dancing, Coming Dookie. out of the shells. Oh, Dookie, please. That's, oh, wouldn't you love to see that? So that, you know. They, I would. So I want only, to know. Only in East Anglia. I know some people out there, they might say that I'm crazy. I love all living beings and snails are living beings. And I think that they should be treated very, very nicely, especially if they're in competition. Do you think they're training right now like the Tour de France people are? I think so. <gasps> Maybe they're carbo-loading. Oh, my word, yes. They could be carbo-loading right now. Like, you know, what are they working up to? They're working up to 13 inches. So, you know, what are they doing? Aren't like we all? Five, oh, Dookie. That's very low humor for you, Dookie. They're working up to 13 inches. So what are they doing? Like five inches a day, maybe. You know, oh. like the marathon, you don't want to roll the, run the whole 26 miles. So, you know, you try to get up to like 18 or whatever. And are there any blood tests to ensure that the <gasps> they might be ethics yeah. of sport um, and that they you know, are being adhered to? You know, there isn't a snail version of EPO, for instance. Yeah, they might have teeny tiny little refrigerators that have like you know blood bags in them. Or if they train at a high altitude, <gasps> which in East Their Anglia is training. near enough impossible, yes. would that give them an advantage? I think we're getting ridiculous now, Dookie. So, ooh, all right, I've gone to the Peak District and I found this little uh, snail here named Ralph and uh, I think we've got a real chance here. I think it sounds fantastic. So, we're going to Germany, we're going to go see a glockenspiel and where morphine was invented and see the Pied Piper reenacted and then we're going to go to Norfolk and we're going to see some snails competing in the race of a lifetime. Sylvia, it has been a slice of glockenspiel plane snail racing heaven having you here. Thank you, Dookie. Thank you, Dookie listeners. This has been Sylvia Silversmith reporting on scintillating situations in your city. Let's see what Slutty Sue is doing in her house. In her house. I like to clean. Let's see. 
down with those mugs. To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. And while I was on my way to the Dookie Radio Show studios, I popped into Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? So I've just got back from Glastonbury where I got absolutely filthy, which is why I love going there every year. And the young man who pitched his tent next to mine was getting himself in some trouble because he couldn't get his pole where it needed to be. So I offered to help him out because I can be pretty handy when I put my mind to it. And once we'd got done and got it up properly, both of us were so dirty. So this past weekend, I've been mostly helping my festival neighbor put his peg in the right hole. until this year uh, I went to Black Pride and I'll tell you it's pretty fun there's nothing like seeing a lot of rainbows around and people you know West Indian people African people all celebrating gayness and it was pretty cool and I might have even done some twerking and which with my capacious backside is uh, pretty easy and you know you're hanging out and there's lots of different kinds of people you know not everybody's gay you don't have to be gay to go in so there's this woman there who I suspected wasn't gay uh, with her friend who was. And I overheard them talking, so the guy's quite obviously gay and uh, she's potentially not. And what I overheard him say to her was... Uh, you're just the right amount of gay. Uh, yeah. Is so, there a wrong amount of gay? Well, I don't think there is a wrong amount of gay. I just thought... I don't... Uh, yeah, it kind of made me giggle. And I thought, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. She's not gay, but... Uh, she likes a parade. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. She likes musical theater, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe she likes to watch Orange is the New Black. Because that seems to be the big thing in gay world at the moment. The women gay world, anyway. You know the what I mean? The lesbian world. Yeah, in the lesbian world, it seems to be a big thing. So, yeah, I had a good time there. It was fun, you know. Where did that take place? Uh, Clapham. Right, South London. Yeah, South London. And, you know, because there's a big black population in, in South London. You know, there is in London. Anyway, but, you know, South London is, is, you know, has a really high population. And I think good on them for 
doing the whole pride thing because I know in, in certain, you know, cultures, the African or West Indian cultures don't necessarily embrace the gay lifestyle. So, but, you know, it's one of those uh, heartwarming things. They're not know. as gay friendly as they could be. But they're coming along, Dookie, as could be seen at Black Pride. And, and it was pretty cool. And this took place the day after the yeah, after, London, Pride yeah, London Pride in Trafalgar Square. Yeah, the more, you know, the one you think of when you think of Pride. But yeah. So I did that this week, Dookie, and overheard that for you. And you want to talk about coffee? Oh, it's now time for Bean and Gone. Bean and Gone is a new segment on the Dookie Radio Show in which Marsha MacDonald reviews coffee retail establishments. Where did your cup get filled this week? Yeah, uh, Dookie, it's actually in our neighbourhood. It's called Cinnamon. Right. And it used which to be a neighbourhood is that? Because you and myself know where we live, but our listeners don't. Uh, Tell me more. We live in Wapping. And, you know, uh, it's on the corner in Wapping. It's a little independent place because that's what I'm trying to do. Come away from the big corporate machine. And the thing that I liked about it was I, I went in there in the afternoon and the door was open, but the lights were off. Right. And there was nobody in there. Sounds a bit like my drummer. <laughs> it does sound like your drummer, actually. Yeah. From what I know about him. Anyway, so this guy comes in and he says, don't worry, she'll be back in a minute. But in the meantime, do you need to buy any alcohol? And, and it sounds dodgy, but it was actually the guy from the liquor store next door. And I went in there and I bought some bubbly from him that was really good. So I got, you know, killed two birds with one stone. I was out looking for coffee, independent coffee. And I supported an independent liquor store. And it was really, it was amazing bubbly. It was really so good. So the neighboring business had good bubbly. But did Cinnamon, the place that you went to have your cup filled, did they deliver on flavor? Well, now, I like it strong, right? And I ordered a black Americano because that's what I drink. And she offered to put an extra shot in, and I thought, no, it's three in the afternoon. That might be a bit much, so I'll just stick with the two. And I got to say, it was kind of a weak brew. But let me just say, I also had a brownie, which was really, really good. And it's it's a dinky place, and but it's really cozy and nice. And it was so nice that I went back the next day and just got an espresso. And it was really good. So if you like it strong, I would recommend, uh, you know, get an extra shot. And if you know, you you know, I know. What am I trying to say without sounding uh, pretentious or whatever? They use Monmouth coffee beans. And I guess in the coffee world, that's kind of a big deal. So it, it shows that they're into their quality. And so the next day I went back, I had, a, I had the same brownie again, and it was amazing, and the espresso was really good. Service was nice, the atmosphere is nice, and it's all good. I'd uh, go back. You would go back? I was yeah. just about to ask. I'd give them a t- 10 out of 10. That is brilliant. Yeah, they're good. They're doing good. You know, you keep cheering it out. They're doing good. Cinnamon Coffee Shop are based on 103 Wapping Lane, which is in London, E1W2RW. Can I just say one last thing? Uh, everyone knows I got a Costa. Uh, there are other chains. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad I'm doing this independent thing because Costa are on this real 1980s AOR jag. And the only thing I got to say is nobody needs to hear Toto's Africa again. We've heard it. Even if you weren't around in the 80s, you've heard it. You've heard it enough. We don't need to hear it again. 
it's going to drive me away from there. You know, so I'm glad I'm doing the independent thing because I... Uh, and yesterday they played uh, Phil Collins, Dookie. Oh, Marsha. Uh, it was I Can't Dance, I guess. I, I I don't need to hear that song again. Do you need to hear it again? I don't need to hear it again. Ooh. I never need to hear it again. So Is that Genesis or is it Phil or Collins? Genesis, uh, whatever. You know, I don't need to hear it again. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear Africa. So, Cinnamon, here I come. So, in a way, Phil Collins has single-handedly made you want to champion independent coffee retail establishments. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I wonder if Phil Collins freezes his jeans. Well, I'm afraid that's your lot. You've been listening to Are You Mewish? My name is Dukey and I've been your host. May the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Thanks for listening. Ah, now I've got to go and put my weasel in it. Ah. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Blame Canada, blame Canada. Saints that everything gone wrong, even when they came along. Blame Canada, blame Canada. They ain't even a real country anyway. Oh.